What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Joey, we talk a lot about betting on yourself. And I think this interview today with Alex Pardo from Flip Empire and the Ascend Mastermind really gives a lot more clarity as to how someone can bet on themselves, go through some trials along the way, but also really receive some amazing success and clarity to life's fulfillment. And I think to you, man, I think about how you bet on yourself going back to 2014 and leaving a job where you were earning over $300,000 to come work with me. That was a huge, huge step of faith. So I, I totally resonated with Alex and uh, his story to to even run it up on his credit card, his lifestyle, and and to say, man, I've got to invest in myself. I, I We'd say bet on yourself, but I also think it's investing in yourself. Well, you know? he, he definitely had a little bit of a Forrest Gump moment where he went out on a run for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, again, I, I think we all got to find ourselves. And right after college, I mean, hey, we, we all do what may be considered dumb things. But he left a job, a, you know, a, a corporate job working at GE, which I don't know if you know this, like the first book I read outside of college, which technically is probably the first book I read ever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's was, be honest. was a business book back, uh, based on Jack Welch's life, the CEO of GE from 1981 to 2001. So I thought it was interesting when he said he, he had the ambition to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and his first job out of college was working at GE. And then whenever he did go on his own, a little crazy, some might uh, imagine, he was able in just three months and in one paycheck to bring in almost the same amount that he was making at his corporate job and having to work 75 hours a week to get there. Yeah, I, I think if you are stuck in your job right now, you need to be listening. This is inspiring to help you take the leap that you need to get the network around you that you need to get the investment in yourself that you need to take the steps and now then to transition the end of the story. We're not going to give it away. But Alex, seeing that there's so much more he can bring to this world because of the steps he took early on. No doubt. And by the way, as we wrap it up, I, I just this really challenged me as a dad with a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. I obviously have some younger ones, but with those two, and I talked to my 15-year-old about this yesterday as we were driving home. I said, I, I really want to challenge you to learn how to do some of these skills and implement these skills that I'm learning from these interviews because if you want to go out and you want to be an architect or you want to be a, a nurse, man, good on you. I'm, I'm all for it. But I, by 18 years old, you can be bringing in an income from these sort of avenues that you may work five to 10 hours a week in that equal what a nurse or an architect makes every single year. 
before you ever leave the house to go to college. And I'm inspired to teach them to learn these skill sets. So they, if they want to, they can apply them, but they will have at least that opportunity and they have that in their back pocket. Last thing I will say as we jump in this interview with Alex Pardo, at, go to reidebate.com. This is where they take really interesting ideas and they debate them so that I think he calls them the real estate debate heavyweight section. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's some really cool things. Is long-term rental better than short-term rental? Is mobile home parks better than short storage uh, facilities. facilities? So these are really cool things. I want to plug that. Also go listen to him on his podcast, Flip Empire. But I think you're in for a treat with this episode. Let's jump in with Alex Pardo. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Are you looking for ways to implement ideas, get exposure to new ones, and be surrounded by people on the same journey as you? Joey, where can they go to do that? Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash community. You can join for free today. Welcome into the show. We have a treat for you. Alex Pardo is joining us today. Man, so glad to have you. Hey guys, Joey, Russ, uh, it's it's my pleasure and honor. It was uh, it was amazing getting to know you guys uh, in Birmingham, and uh, and again, I'm excited to be on your show. Uh, man, Alex, as entrepreneurs, we all have forks in the road that that come along, and and we we we're going to choose the path, and sometimes the path we choose at that time is the perfect path, but later on we realize, man, I, I should have went the other way. And in your life, you were sharing with us before we press record that man, you've had a lot of those forks that you've come to. And I, I want to kind of take you to a time where you were doing, you know, four, five, six wholesale deals a month. And for, for those of you guys who don't know a whole lot about wholesaling, that that's a business where it's very transaction oriented, it's really fast paced, but it seems like it can also be overwhelming. And you mentioned to us that having that successful business, it, it wasn't fulfilling you internally. Can you kind of take us through that moment and what was going on, what led up to that point? Yeah, uh, great question, and it it takes me back. It's it's actually pretty uh, pretty fresh and recent, and so I can you know I'm happy to kind of unpack that for people, and um, and hopefully you know people listening and watching this it resonates with them because you know I had a successful business from the outside. I loved my team and the people that I mean I consider them family. So everything from the outside looked good. You know we had our challenges in business. We've had some ups and downs, but. We were profitable. We were doing well. It's a business that I know very, very well. I've been doing it since 2005. And yet for a good year, year and a half, I felt like something was missing within the business. And ultimately what was missing was that I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I asked myself, I'm a big believer. And you know, you ask yourself the right questions and, and your brain will find the right answers. And I asked myself at one point late last year, I said, if I'm still running and operating this business 12 months from now, what would be my gut reaction? How would I feel? And the answer was, I wouldn't be happy. I would still feel unfulfilled. And that's when I knew, like, I have to start doing something. I have to start to unwind this, this beast of a business that I had created. You know, my, 
the vision I had for my business was for it to support my lifestyle and for it to be a high margin, high, you know, high profit business with low overhead. And since 2018, I, I was continuing to scale and it got to the point last year where my overhead ballooned to anywhere between 40 and $50,000 a month. Mm, um, wow. Now I realize that number is relative, right? So for some people, that's a lot. For most people, it's probably a lot. For some people, that's nothing. For me, it, it became stressful when we had to close two, two and a half deals a month just to basically break even. And we operate in a challenging market here in South Florida. And yet I would genuinely get more joy and fulfillment when someone would send me a message on Facebook or would send me an email. Hey, Alex, this particular Flip Empire podcast really resonated with me. It helped me X, Y, Z. That would juice me up more than closing our next $20,000, dollars $30,000 deal. And so I knew something was off. And in 2000, February, 2019, I was in a, it's called Master Mission. My partner, Steve Cavanaugh puts this on where we go to Guatemala and we spent the first half of the day masterminding and the second half of the day out in the mission field, you know, working with kids and families that are, you know, basically live in poverty. And I didn't know what to talk about when it was my turn, because again, from the outside looking in, everything was fine. We were making money. You know, I don't work crazy hours. I spent a lot of time with my two girls and my wife. And I shared with them, I said, guys, I feel like God has been tapping me on the shoulder for a while. I just don't know what he wants me to do. Honestly, I just kind of felt lost. And I shared with them, I said, you know, despite the fact that I have this, this podcast and I'm helping people and I'm, I run and operate this business and we have eight, nine team members, I feel like something is missing. And so that was kind of the catalyst. Those people that day really poured into me and they kind of flipped the mirror back on myself. And, you know, fast forward four or five months, I was sitting in another mastermind with Steve and he shared how, you know, he was having some challenges with his coaching business and he wanted to kind of evolve. You know, he was doing deal coaching in Maryland at the time and he wanted to work with entrepreneurs that are at a certain place in their life and business. And he wanted it to be more life and business based, not necessarily the X's and O's of real estate. And it really resonated with me. So on the break, I approached him and I said, look, man, I, I don't know if there are any synergies here, or if this is going to go anywhere, but I feel like you and I are kind of walking down the same path and we didn't even realize it. And so three to four weeks later, we decided to launch our mastermind and coaching community. So right. I don't know if that answers your question, but <laughs> Ascend was what God had been calling me to do. Well, I, I want to talk about that, but if it's okay, I'm going to press pause and Ascend. And, and I yeah. want to descend, if you will. Uh, <laughs> okay. I like that because I mentioned that there was multiple forks in the road and that was the one that was one of the most recent ones, yes. but reading your bio and listening to your story, I know that this story started back in like Oh five because right. you were like gung ho. You're going to be a CEO of a fortune 500 company. You're going down that road and 75 hours in, you're like, I don't know if I like this. Next thing you know, you're backpacking across uh, Europe and uh, and Africa it seemed like, and you and you came up with a whole new vision. Take us That's back right. to that point because I think that leads us to the fork that you're at right now. Yeah, um, no, great question, um, Russ. So I've always I don't I've always been pretty decent at reverse engineering the process, right? So I always start with the end outcome in mind, like what's my magic wand scenario? What do I want? Whether it's life or business or in a relationship, health. And then I kind of work my way backwards to figure out what I need. Well, when I was working in GE, I looked at my boss and her boss all the way up the ladder to the CEO. And it was very clear. I don't want that kind of life. Like this is not what I want to be doing with my life. So I had made a commitment to GE. 
It was a two-year financial management program. I finished that off, you know, told my boss, hey, appreciate it, but this isn't for me. And I was, um, I was in an internet cafe in Ibiza. I had been backpacking for, like you said, three, three and a half months at this point. I had financed the entire trip of my credit card. I was, by the way, for context sake, 25 years old, single guy, and I was moving back to Miami to live with my parents, which mm. is not a good look. That was a big, that was a big for me. Like I got to figure out what I want to do with my life. And a friend of mine sends me an email and he's like, Hey, I'm going to this uh, marketing for deals bootcamp in Atlanta next month. It's 997 bucks. Do you want to go? That was a fork in the road moment for me. I could either put the 997 on my card and go another thousand dollars in debt, or I could not do that. I was going to be getting back to Miami in a week or two. And I was going to probably start either looking for a job or just kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. Well, I put the 997 on my credit card. I attended this boot camp. I learned how to market for deals. This was all new to me. I got home and I, re I remember getting the manual from the event and I plucked out a pre-foreclosure letter. I didn't have a lot of money. So I took that letter, I ripped it out and I made photocopies. Guys, it was so ghetto that the paper, you could see the, the three black holes from the <laughs> photocopy. That's how ghetto it was. And I started hand addressing envelopes and stuffing and stamping envelopes to go out to pre-foreclosures. Fast forward two to three months later, ended up closing my first deal and made 44000 which was $4,000 shy of my salary at GE. Oh, wow. And well, that, now, was, that was it. But, but wait a minute. So from the time you sent the letter to the time you closed the, the deal two to three months later... What were you doing with your time? Were you like, okay, well, I hope this works. This is all I got. Or were you working part-time? I, I was all in. I didn't have a job. Wow. My job, my, I had burned the ships as they say, like I literally went all in and that, I think that has served me very well. I've always been like a ready fire aim. Most times in my life that has served me very well. There's been a few times where I, I kind of wish I had a mulligan and take that back. But um, when I commit to something, I'm all in. Like my mentality is I'm going to make this work. The question is just how long is it going to take? Well, so talk about that. I mean, obviously you, your credit card in debt, right? You, you got, you got three months on the card and then another thousand, and then you're probably putting more on the card in order to do all the mailers. Hey, what is, what is that feeling? And I, I, I got to imagine, are you living at your parents' house or is your buddy letting you stay at his place? No, I'm, li I'm living at my parents' house. And again, yeah. and they're like, years. yeah, they're like, seriously, Alex, what are you doing here? And, 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 and that's it. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get a $44,000 check that obviously that's in 2005, 2006. 2000. So I got, I went to the seminar October, 2005. We closed the deal January, 2006. So 2006. So all of a sudden you're like, bingo, I figured it out. I know what I want to do. I can make more money in so much less time than I ever thought possible. And you start building it starts growing. It goes from one deal to making five or six deals and 13 years, 12, 13 years down the road, you're like, wait a second, this isn't what I want to do because <laughs> yeah. the money didn't fulfill you, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's, you know, it's money's important, but it's a tool. It's ultimately that we were talking about this yesterday. It's a tool to do the types of things I want to do with the people I love, when I want to do them, how I want to do them for as long, right? Um, it's a tool to achieve financial freedom. It's not the end all be all. Like I don't sacrifice what's most important to me, time with my, with my wife, with my girls in the pursuit of money. 
you know, but in 2017, 18, I think I got influenced if I'm being very transparent. I think I got influenced by me seeing people on social media scale their business. And it was all about checks and deals and volume. And I was like, I can do that. And so I set out on this path to just do more and more and more. But with every time I did more, I was getting less fulfilled. It's funny how that works. Just because, you know, a friend of mine told me something years ago that really resonated with me about a year and a half ago. She said, scale to get better. Don't scale to get bigger, you know, and better is better. And yet society and social media and your friends might tell you, no, more and more and more, get bigger and bigger, try to make as much money as possible. But yet in the meantime, I see failed relationships. I see people's health out of whack. I see people just not happy despite the fact that they're making more money. So money doesn't equal happiness, at least not in my eyes. It's important. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't equal happiness. Well, just, just a clarity point for me. Was your wholesale business taking you further away from the lifestyle you wanted or was it continue to support it? It was supporting it. I wasn't, I still wasn't working crazy hours within the wholesale business. I just felt like I could do so much more. I wanted to impact more people. I could have been perfectly fine continuing to run the operation, but honestly, it just got a little boring. You know, we just, it's a very transactional business and it just felt like we were chasing deal after deal after deal. And I had been doing it for 15 years and doing it well, but it just got kind of boring, you know, and, and, and as cliche as it sounds, guys, you, I know you'd believe this. We only get one crack at life. And I, I believe God has given us all a unique ability. He's given us talents and it's our job to, to multiply those talents and, and use it to help people. And I, I didn't feel like I was doing that. Well, I think too, I mean, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like, you know, you and I seem to be cut from the same cloth that we, we do things for a certain period of time and we're like, okay, done. Now yeah. what's next? Yeah. <laughs> right? If, I mean, so, if, if there's not a level of fulfillment, yes, yes, 100%. Yeah. So then, then comes the podcast. You start a show called Flip Empire. You've been doing that for four years. You mentioned that you were more excited by the emails and the uh, messages that you were receiving from people who had been listening to the show than the next big check you were getting. Talk about how that influences your life and how that's been influential in the lives of the people that you've been able to connect with. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate the question. Um, honestly, it's a big driver. It's a platform where I get to, you know, hop behind a microphone, share my message, share my thoughts. By the way, I, I, I think one of the things that one of the things that really connects people to the show is that I'm very, very vulnerable. In other words, I share as many losses and there's significantly more losses than there are wins. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I share that. You know, I, I share with people my struggles, my challenges, because we're all human, you know, and I feel like that resonates with people because I'm just I'm just a regular dude, you know, and, and I'm just somebody who kind of fails forward. I take action. But, you know, fa uh, rewinding, I should say, back in 2015, 16, beginning of 16, I was fortunate in that I had people reaching out to me wanting to learn what I was doing, how I was doing it. And um, I would end these conversations. And I would say to myself, I wish that was recorded because I know it would help others. Mm. And finally, it got to the point in June where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to launch a podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just kind of figured out how to do that. And, you know, now I've been consistent. We've published two episodes a week, every single week since June of 2016. And, um, and it's just a platform for me to reach more people. You know, we're, I'm so blessed that through technology and the internet, 
we get to do this podcast and yet hundreds, if not thousands of people get to like watch it and listen to it, which is pretty amazing to me. Let's yep. go with the thousands. Uh, I'm, let's not stick with hundreds. Hey, Joey, did you know how, how how similar we work? He talks about sharing wins and losses. It's like I share my wins and I share your losses on the show all the time. <laughs> That's just that was unnecessary, Russ. I love that. <laughs> no, I was actually resonating with the fact that you had a message to get out and you had no idea how to get like started, but you just fell forward. And that's exactly what happened with our podcast. Like we knew that our, our clients needed to hear the conversations that we were having with each one. And they said, we said, Oh, well, let's just record them. And every week have a weekly conversation with our clients and behold, there's a lot more people like our clients across the country that happen to be listening and we had no idea. Well, the so what to that is if you're listening to this and you have a business with clients, you probably ought to look into creating a podcast so you can share that conversation with many more people like Alex is doing with us right now. So let's let's go back in because as an entrepreneur, we, we do have many forks. And and you you said, you know, you're you're in Guatemala and you're having this conversation with now your business partner, Steve, and and you're you're really trying to say, hey, Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's this new adventure you and I can go on and not only feel personally fulfilled in it, but also help others. And you call that Ascend. Talk a little bit about what Ascend is. Yeah, no, again, I appreciate the opportunity to share it because it's something we're truly passionate about. And I know we're, we're, we're creating an impact in people's lives. Um, Ascend is one of the things I've gotten so much guys out of coaching. I've always had a coach, probably going back to 2007. And I've been a part of a number of masterminds. One of the things that I always felt was kind of missing is that I was in a, I had to go seek the right coach or I was working with a coach and I had to go seek the right mastermind. And Steve and I wanted to do something that we hadn't really seen done before is put it all under one roof, right? Where you get the benefits of uh, collaborating, masterminding, networking with other high level entrepreneurs that are willing to be open and share their challenges because again, we all have them while at the same time coaching the right people. We set out to create a pretty small, intimate group of 30 entrepreneurs, you know, two groups where we get together three times a year in South Florida where we mastermind in person. And then we also get together uh, every month on Zoom as a group in addition to one-on-one monthly coaching calls. And we always start, I was sharing this with you guys before we started recording, start with the foundation. And to us, the foundation is getting clarity. What's the vision that you have for your life? What kind of life do you want to live without regard to money or possessions or anything like that? If you could wake up and do anything, what would that be? What would your life look like? And so we start there. And as we take them through a process to gain clarity on a written vision, now we, t- we look at their existing business and say, okay, well, what do we have to tweak? What do we have to adjust? How do, how do we modify or pivot so that your business can amplify the kind of life you want to live. So it helps you achieve your desired lifestyle and you living your vision versus, for example, trying to scale and do more deals just because, but that's taking you further away from your vision. So, um, so yeah, Ascend is honestly, it's a community of, of like-minded, successful entrepreneurs that are there to, to help each other. And, um, and it's, been, it's been phenomenal. So Steve and I lead the group, but you know, they deserve all the success. They're doing the heavy lifting. We're just guiding them and helping them. Let, let's talk about a couple of different examples of entrepreneurs that you've seen through this process. And I want to I speak specifically to the clarity piece 
mm-hmm. like maybe an example or like how how do you have you seen that process be very difficult for somebody or very easy for somebody in terms of gaining clarity like do you, do you find that that is a challenge for people to, to find or what, what's your experience been yeah, no, my experience, uh, by and large, it's it hasn't been a challenge because we have a very specific process that we take them through. What's that saying? Like, if the student's ready, the teacher will appear, you know? And so the first thing is, are they just talking about wanting it or do they really want it, hmm. right? And so if, if I find that if people really want it and it's genuine, they're willing to put put in the time and the effort. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's not, we live in a microwave society where I think people just want instant gratification and we set the right expectations. You know, that if you want to lose weight or gain muscle, you got to get in the gym and you got to put the right foods in your mouth. It just doesn't happen with one workout or with one meal. Same thing applies, I think, in our lives and in our business. And and I heard this years ago, and I think it's so true, is more people spend time, you know, planning a vacation than they do planning their life. Mm. And so we kind of flip that equation on its head. And, um, and so I have found that no, because of the interview process that we take people through, and it's not just about accepting people that can make the investment, but do they meet our core values? Do they really want it? Where are they in the business? We're looking to work with a particular type of person. I find that it it hasn't been challenging and we hold them accountable. Accountability is a big part of what we do. So you, you said there like the kind of people that this works for. And regardless, if you're looking for a life coach or a mastermind to be a part of, obviously Ascend seems like an amazing one that you might want to be into. But it, I think what you're hearing from Alex, and you've seen this in his life, and I know you've probably heard Joey and I talk about this, that being involved in these networks and going to events, the connections that you build, the information that you gather, and some of the habits that you're able to employ are, are what makes us who we are. So I, I would love, though, you to kind of break out when you say this is who we want, but let's talk about who, not necessarily who Ascend doesn't want, but who does this typically not work for, right? Because that we always are, are thinking, well, what if I'm not the right fit for something? Like where where does this life coaching and business coaching and consulting, where, where does the rubber hit the road for somebody to go, no, that's not for me? Yeah. So I I think the best way for me to answer that question, Russ, is to share our core values. Um, Because if they don't check off those four boxes, it's an immediate, like, it's just not a good fit on either end. And that's not a bad thing. It just, it is what it is. Right. So um, integrity is a very common core value. I almost want to kind of assume that's a given. I feel like every company's core value is integrity, but it's obvious why that's so important. Number two, you know, we talk about transparency. I think we, we have a lot in common, the three of us, as far as you know, sharing the losses, although Russ likes to share <laughs> Joey's losses, right? But really we, we want to we work with people that are just going to be very real and authentic about what's holding them back. Because if you're going to make an investment in yourself and you're going to be part of a mastermind, but be guarded or not really share the challenges, you're not really going to grow, right? And so being authentic, being vulnerable is, is our second core value. Um, number three, we need people that value personal development. You know, it, personal development, it's something I'm just, I'm committed to. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm hungry to grow as a person. I'm not necessarily hungrier to make more money or hungry to grow the biggest business. I'm just hungrier for growth. And we want people that have a similar mindset that value personal development. And then last, Steve and I, we want to we have a massive impact on this world. And one of the ways that we felt we could do that was by working and pouring into people that also had a desire to impact others in a positive way. And so we feel like if we can work with people that also have that desire, it's kind of a multiplier effect. 
And so we want to work with people that it's not just about them selfishly want to impact other people as well. Yeah. No, I'd love that. I, and I love that hunger for growth. That is like, we, we all need to be uh, striving to reach a level that maybe even we're not capable of understanding that that's in our DNA and, and we can, and other people see more in us. I mean, that's the reason Joey's next to me. Like I saw more in him um, than he could have seen in himself as a mortgage officer. And then the next thing you know, he's like dragging me. Like I'm like, following his coattails because this guy has ascended way past uh, my capability, thankfully. Was the, was the more in him the fact that I have a few more pounds in you? Or, I mean, <laughs> the job? No, I, I, why did you have to bring up the weight? I wasn't bringing up. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything either, guys, so that's on you. That's not one of the losses I guess we've been covering lately. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to care. All right, so I do want to kind of, as we end this, uh, you know, the as entrepreneurs, we do need – uh, we need insight into what others are, are dealing with because sometimes we find value in knowing that someone else is similar to us and they've been there and done that. And we go, okay. So talk one last, you know, session uh, that you've been in, maybe an example of somebody that has come through your program lately where you've seen them go through this process of being vulnerable, being willing to accept the challenge of sharing their need for help. And then what that actually translated to, how did you see them ascend past where maybe they thought was possible? Yeah, I mean, there's countless examples that I can share. In the interest of time, I'll, I'll share with you one of the very first ones. This was about a year or so ago, uh, and, and I know he'd be fine me mentioning his name. A gentleman by the name of Alex Jandik. He was working as a, an acquisitions manager for another successful wholesaler in a, in a particular market. And uh, I remember he joined the Sens, and I, this this kid was a rising star. I mean, we saw him, although he wasn't an entrepreneur and didn't have his own business, this guy was well on his way and he's proven us right. So it's, it's kind of a rare example I'm choosing, but I, hopefully it kind of highlights what happens with the right coaching, the right mindset. So we had a coaching call and he kind of opened up about the fact that like, similar to me, he just wasn't happy working for somebody else. He, he knew the business, he knew the X's and O's, um, he was, uh, you know, he, he's married, he was uh, going to have a baby and, uh, and he felt like now was a pivotal time for him to go off and do this on his own, but fear was holding him back. What if he failed? What if he didn't, couldn't make it work? You know, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? And the fear monster just gets bigger and bigger in our head. We had a coaching call and he experienced a breakthrough on that call. And I kind of took him, I asked him a lot of questions. I took him through a certain process and I will never as a coach, Steve will tell you the same thing. We will never tell people what to do. That's not my job. My job is to make sure you're progressing forward, ask the right questions and, um, and essentially get out of you what's already in you, if that makes sense. And Absolutely. so he decided to quit his job and start the business. Since then, it's been about a year, maybe 11, 12, 13 months, he's probably closed. I don't have the exact number, but I want to say it's somewhere north of $300,000 in profit. Wow. In a year, his first wow. year. Um, and so now the guy can't be stopped. Now he's one of the top wholesalers in his market. The guy's absolutely crushing it. He's now hired uh, an assistant and he's now he's growing. And so um, that's just a small example of he could have easily let fear hold him back. He still would have been working for someone else making 40 to 60, 40 to 70 grand a year. 
I think is what he was making as an acquisitions person for this other wholesaler. Now he's more than 5X that, 4X that working for himself. Um, and it's because he made a decision to invest in himself, get around the right community, people that are going to uplift him when things got challenging. And so that's just one tiny example. I could share other examples on the personal side of people struggling in their marriage, obviously without sharing any specifics and how, you know, at our last retreat, we had a couple of gentlemen who were struggling in their marriage. And so it was recommended to them to read the book, The Love Dare, and go on the 40-day Love Dare Challenge. Now we hold each other accountable. We created a WhatsApp group and every single day, all the men in a sense are taking the love there. And so we're strengthening our relationship with our wives, with our significant others. And it's because of this openness, this vulnerability that we encourage that people will walk alongside you. The right people will walk alongside you and pour into your life, not just your life, but also your business. Dude, I, I love all that you're talking about. Um, if you get one-sided on either side of that, it's not success. It's like a, it's like a flat tire, right? And uh, you're not going to get anywhere with a flat tire or not very far. Man, I, Alex, I can't thank you enough for being willing to come on the show today and sharing so many nuggets with us, inspiring us with your story and with the story of those that you get to lead and, uh, and serve uh, with Ascend. For those that want to connect with you, I know you're you're in our community, so people can definitely connect with you there. But outside of that, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, so flipempire.com is my site. You can connect with me there. I'm on social media. Um, and also my, the podcast, uh, The Flip Empire Show, which you can find flipempire.com forward slash podcast. That'll direct you right to Apple Podcasts. And you know that's a show that I, I pour my, my heart into. I, I publish two episodes a week. And then obviously through Ascend, AscendYourSuccess.com would be another way to get in contact with us. That's awesome, man. Thanks again for being a part of, uh, of what we're doing here, Wealth Without Wall Street, and uh, much success to you in the future. And for those who are listening, we, we are so grateful for you being on today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.